Welcome to Hindu Insights. My name is Ankur Patel from Los Angeles. I'm the Director of Advancement for Hindu University of America. With me today is Sri Chandra Raghu, the Director of Sanskrit Studies at HUA. Now, I actually grew up thinking Sanskrit wasn't an active language and it actually had no place in modern society. But since joining HUA, the idea that language is the old growth forest of the mind has really manifested in my appreciation for Sanskritam. So Chandraji, why don't you uh, share a sloka to get us started? Sure, thank you for that introduction, Ankurji. So here is a sloka which is very special between the teacher and the student. Okay, it goes like this. Om Sahana Vavatu Sahana Bhunaktu Basically, here the teacher and the student, you know, they are praying to the Lord to provide protection, to provide nutrition to the mind as well as body to make sure they become brilliant in whatever they are studying together and also not to disagree with each other and praying for global peace. Okay, so that's where we say Shanti three times. So you can see how nicely the the words come out, you know, the intonation comes out and all of that is uh, unique to Sanskritam because Sanskritam is a very, very phonetic language. And uh, I'll tell you more about it as we go. Yeah, well, why don't we just get into it and starting with why do you feel Sanskritam is important? Well, Sanskritam is the, you know, the most ancient language. It was first the spoken language and then came the script. The oldest manuscript known to human beings, that is the Rig Veda. Rig Veda was written in Sanskritam. The whole language grew up, you know, in terms of something that is very well designed. In fact, the word Sanskritam itself is a combination of two words, Samyak plus Kritam. Samyak Kritam means that which is very, you know, very, uh, very professionally, very excellently, in a great way it has been created. That is what is Sanskritam about. Now, why is it important? Because almost all human walks of life, okay, they all have their roots back to Sanskritam. Our ancestors did not prepare anything specific to, you know, one particular group of people. It is always for the global humanity. You take yoga, you take Ayurveda, you take Jyotisha, which is astrology. You, you take, uh, you know, Kagola Shastra, which is space sciences. You take aeronautics. You know, Sanskritam, the, the uh, work that has been done through, you know, extensive research, both in terms of application knowledge as well as from theoretical knowledge, it is rooted in Sanskritam. And there are also immense benefits that one could get by learning Sanskritam. So let's talk about this. What are some of the benefits of learning Sanskritam? Yeah, I will tell you an example. You know, suppose you ask somebody, you know, how do I become happy in my life? Say that is a question, okay? Everybody wants to be happy, right? That's the root of the, uh, you know, life. So. The, the teacher there starts saying that, you know, you first need your vidya education. First need to be educated. 
and along with that comes vinayam vinayam means what your humility you need to become humble as you become more educated and then he says by being somebody who is humble you know you become somebody with a very worthy character that is well respected in the society and so naturally you are given the higher level of a profession or a job you know where you can implement your integrity your high character humility things like that and then from that comes all your wealth and from being wealthy itself you don't become happy you know you you actually become somebody who is dharmic dharmic in the sense you live a righteous life you add value to the society and the rest of the world and that is when 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 your own education starts to benefit the whole humanity that is when you get happiness there's a simple saying there but it's still very powerful it, like that there is a you know thousands of you know shlokas that we call as subhashitams subhashitam means a wise saying you know there are all only two lines but they convey a very very important message to enrich your life to lead it the right way and there are other shlokas that also i can share for example what is the key to having a healthy life okay how can i be disease free in this life again there are six things said there you know you got to eat the nutritious food you got to eat moderately you have to make sure you follow a discipline every day and you also have to have control over your sense organs and finally you should walk at least 100 steps every day and you should sleep on the left hand side when you sleep again okay? these are all based on very very nice facts why that is said you know as the uh, the right way to live your life you know if only we practice these kind of things our own life will be enriched and those are just a couple of examples that i wanted to say i'm i'm sure you know there's uh, millions of these available within the language so why is it incorrect and i kind of started out by saying it why is it incorrect to say it's an inactive language this one has been a topic of uh, you know controversy see if you see sanskritam the origins of sanskritam you know it is all solidly based on two things one is called shruti and the other is called smriti shruti is what shruti is what you hear what you hear is shruti and smriti is what you actually keep retain in your memory the whole language was uh, you know growing and developed using these two techniques shruti and smriti and the 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 reason why it is not an inactive language is because you are seeing the impact of that even today in all walks of life like yoga is not just a, just about physical fitness it is about the union of your mental and physical abilities with the higher level of consciousness that is what is yoga similarly you can say other things about ayurveda jyotisha and things like that so it is it is hardly you know an inactive language you know there is all walks of life which are impacted by sanskritam sayings and manuscripts there is uh, you know there is a whole culture and civilization built upon this strong foundation called sanskritam you know there you know there is a lot of history there maybe you, i will wait for your next question well yeah you know as i've gotten more involved with hindu university of america i've learned the history right nalanda university university takshashila university great centers of learning where sanskrit scholars and monks and everyone was studying and you know the they were just amazing beacons of knowledge and wisdom in the ancient world but they were destroyed 
and you know the double wave of colonization and the erasure of cultures so with language especially um and then it was amazing for me to find out that we still have 30 million existing sanskrit manuscripts right whole magnitudes greater than anything that is in existence in greek or latin so generally how did sanskritam survive the test of time right that's actually a very good question you know it is true that uh, there have been multiple invasions on this civilization you know that we call today as india you know used to be called as bharatam before numerous universities were in existence bharatam or india used to be the knowledge capital for the whole world there used to be a whole lot of people coming to traveling to india to spend several years of research and education at indian universities and then go back to their own you know countries to spread the knowledge so that has been the history there but having said you know a lot about all the destruction that has been caused it is still you know the the most important aspect of this language is that it is uncorrupted it is still pristine you know what was taught by you know our rishis and sages you know several centuries back it is still available in its original form without any corruption and add to these some great works like ramayana and mahabharata you know numerous verses with uh, with a highly sophisticated um, you know use of the language both in terms of poetry as well as content you know this is not something that is uh, paralleled in any other place so that is why it is very unique and also combine this with your uh, you know with your root which is shruti and smriti then you understand why this language is able to survive the test of time so it is up to the individual to figure out how this civilization survived with the language as sanskritam so so is there a proper way to study sanskritam yeah that's actually a very very important question you know there is a you know way the traditional way of teaching sanskritam is through a lot of memorization and rote and things like that but uh, we know we, the way it is uh, you know currently very successful is you know to teach sanskritam like how a little baby learns a new language it starts only by listening and then comes all the uh, application in terms of writing reading and all that so the idea is you know not to overwhelm the student with memorization initially but to start using it as a spoken language and slowly get to the uh, grammar of it it's like driving a car Right. So Sanskritam is not only for scholarly Hindus. That is definitely not the case. That is definitely not uh, true. You know, it is just a misinterpretation out there. You know, uh, Sanskritam is open for all walks of society, you know, right from the people who are selling vegetables all the way to higher up to the scholarly area. It is it is uh, you know open to all of them. you know one of the fundamental mottos we have is that you know sanskritam is for everywhere and sanskritam is for everyone in the world it is not discriminative it is not restrictive at all it is really open for the whole global audience wonderful wonderful so that is our hindu insight for today i'm ankur patel with chandra raguji and uh, we'll hope you'll stay around after the commercial break to catch part 2 Thank you. Thank you.